Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Brown Bag. I'm your host, your family member, Michael T. Brown. Hey, follow us on Twitter, at MTBrown98, or connect with us on LinkedIn or our Facebook page. That's Facebook.com slash TheBrownBag1, where you can post your questions for our guests. You can also catch our broadcast on demand after taping or get a free download on iTunes. Have you missed any of our previous broadcasts? No worries. Just go to blogtalkradio.com. Search the brown bag and listen at your leisure. Friends, we have an exciting broadcast for you today. We have a young man who is helping to put the swag into the kingdom, and he's doing it unapologetically. That's right, St. Louis native who's currently residing in the ATL, Mr. Young, Fly, and Saved, Willie Moore, Jr. But before we bring Willie on, I've got to take you live to Jackson, Mississippi, with our special correspondent, Brother Reggie Williams, who's there attending a conference that's geared towards helping boys of color reach their potential. Reggie, tell us, what's going on in Jackson? Brother Mike, what's up today? How are you this great morning? I'm great, man. I'm great. Glad to have you on. Yeah, man, I'm here live at Jackson State University, man. First, let me say, this is this is actually a wonderful uh, college campus, man. You know, I'm from North Carolina area, man, and I'm used to A&T and Johnson C. Smith, man, but Jackson State University, man, it's a wonderful conference. But uh, I'm down here with the White House Initiative, man, and, uh, you know, a lot of times you hear or you, you often hear about black folks saying that, you know, President Obama isn't doing anything in terms of black people, but, you know, he actually may be. And uh, this initiative by um, uh, President Obama was established in Ju- uh, 2012, July 2012, and what they wanted to do with this was to raise the awareness on education and employment challenges uh, for, for young African Americans and wanted to uh, create uh, early learning opportunities for kids so that they would have a better chance to succeed throughout school, you know, and to support private and public partnerships, man, and again, in order to to enhance the efforts. And uh, yeah. today, you know, you know, we're here and, and, and we're talking specifically about education and, and that uh, educating young African American uh, males, man. It's a, it's a phenomenal conference, man. That's awesome, Reggie. What do you hope to bring back from this conference? I, I know you work directly with youth. What is it that? What are some things you want to hear, or some some nuggets that you want to bring back to uh, to help you in uh, in your work with young people? Man, anytime I get an opportunity, man, to gleam of just a little bit of knowledge, man, I hope that it gives me something, man, that helps me to serve a little bit better. Uh, last night, the the conference was uh, a highlight for me because we had a uh, we had one particular workshop, man, where there were six young men from Jackson State University, from freshmen to seniors, and to sit down and listen to those young brothers tell us what they need in order to succeed was phenomenal. You know, when you hear young brothers saying, hey, we need men, we need elders to be in our lives and, 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 to, and to pour into us, man, you know, because many of those brothers, not every one of them, but many of those brothers were, 
or the products of single-parent households headed by females. And so when you hear a young brother say, hey, yo, look, I need a man in my life, man. I need, you know, I need to see my father. I need to have brothers pouring into me to know what I have to do. When you hear young men talking about accountability, you know, hey, we need to be accountable to one another. I hold my brother up by being first accountable myself. You know, when you yeah. hear uh, a young brother saying, uh, I, need my, I need the women of my community to do what they've always done, which is pray. You know, I need my grandmother yeah. and my great-grandmother and my, and my mother and my girlfriend to pray, man. And so, you know, I came here, man, and I didn't know exactly what I was going to get and what I was going to be able to give, but I always want to get just something, man, that I can take back and put in my backpack, man, and, and, and be a better server. I appreciate you saying that, Red, and I think you're a, a great um, uh, lead-off hitter for our guest today. And uh, I was speaking with a young man uh, who works, who's actually a, um, an educator, and we were having a conversation about the need to step in for our youth and, and to be there for them. What words of encouragement would you say maybe to that man uh, who's on the sidelines and, and might not feel equipped to step into the life of a, of a young person? What would you say to somebody who's um, – who's on the sidelines, but they have a heart to serve. Man, this is what I always say about being a man. Being a man is more human than hero. And so when you understand mm. it's more human than hero, man, you don't have to do anything extraordinary, man. Your presence is all that they need, man. Your kind and genuine touch. You know, to be able, to even to be able to say, young brother, I don't know, but, man, we're going to find out together. Mm, that yeah, right there yeah. takes them everywhere they need to go. We don't have to have all the answers, man, and we ain't got to be Superman. You know, we, we, serve, we serve a God. So if we get yeah. together and say, hey, let's figure this thing. Look, I got a partner, man. While I'm down there, he hits me, says, yo, look, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. I hit him back. I said, I don't know, man. But when I get back, we're going to work this thing out. We're going to figure out what we need to do. And that's all we need to do, man, is have presence, man. There's nothing hey. more powerful than presence. Reg, you made it. You you managed to preach a sermon in five minutes. Wait, we sure appreciate you, Reg, for being here. <laughs> Keep up the great work, and we want to devote more time to some of the initiatives you got going on. We appreciate you calling in, Reggie. Hey, man, love you, brothers, man. Keep doing the great work that you're doing, man. Thank you, man. God bless. All right, take care, peace. Great. Hey, Mike, I tell you, Reggie's fired up this morning. What do you think? Hey, man, he's out the box fired up. <laughs> he walks fired hey, up, man. Yeah, there you he, go. There you go. The hey, motivated and impressive. Uh, yeah, a perfect setup for our guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce our very special guest today? Willie Moore Jr. is an inspirational speaker, licensed minister, Grammy-recognized recording artist, comedian, and actor. Willie is the host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The Praise Mixdown. The Praise Mixdown is currently the number one weekend radio show on Atlanta Praise 102.5, 102.9 FM. In addition to radio, Willie is the executive producer of the Willie Moore Jr. Live Flat Out TV show, currently airing in 39.1 million households on the NRB network, channel 378 on DirecTV. Willie also is the servant leader of the national youth organization Young, Fly, and Saved. Born in St. Louis, Missouri, Moore was adopted at the tender age of three months by the loving Willie Sr. and Flora Moore. Willie is quoted in many interviews saying, After God, all that I am and ever will be is because of Willie Sr. and Flora Moore. Willie's parents pushed him to be a model student, landing him several scholarship offers for his academic and outstanding athletic ability. The four-time Missouri State track and field champion received a full-ride scholarship to the University of Mississippi, where he studied psychology. After his college tenure, Willie signed with fellow St. Louis native Nelly's production company, D2, and landed a record deal with Universal Records. Willie's single, Roll With Me, outsold Whitney Houston's national anthem single its first week. And at the peak of his career, Willie yielded towards the high call on his life, and made a conscious effort to inspire people with his talents. Willie wrote the hit song, My Walk, that landed on Canton Jones' Kingdom Business album, debuting on number three on the Billboard charts, solidifying him as a chart-topping songwriter and producer amongst the industry's elite. In 2012, Willie's independent release, Best of Both Worlds, debuted on three Billboard charts and landed him a stellar nomination. 
The dynamic speaker, singer, and humanitarian travels the world adding value to people of all ages with his multiple talents. With an astonishing social media following of over 2 million views on YouTube, Willie uses humor and music to penetrate the hearts and minds of today's youth. Willie is making an impact and making his mark as a world changer. Brother Willie Moore, Jr., so glad to have you on this morning. Welcome to the Brown Bag. Man, I'm glad to be on today. No enemy in hell can stop me from being on this call today, man. I'm so excited to be with you, brother. Man, we're so excited to have you on. We know you're fresh off an airplane, and we think you're even traveling right now. So we definitely do not take it lightly that you made time for us today. Let's go ahead and get started, man. Willie, tell our, our, our guests, our listening audience, who might not know about you, um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got it started in music and ministry. Uh, you know, man, I'm just, I'm, to be quite honest, man, I'm a husband first, and I'm a father second, and I'm just a guy who loves God. Man, I come from the neighborhood of St. Louis. Uh, it's actually a place called Berkeley. You could Google it. It's a, you know, it's kind of, you know, they would say the rough side of the mountain, but to be quite honest, if anybody knows, like, you know, you're from the neighborhood, you know everybody. Um, and, you know, I grew up with, with two of what I would say mature parents. My parents weren't still in the club. They weren't out doing, you know, A, B, and C. Uh, today my dad's 82 years old. And my mom, she's been oh, 35 wow. for the last 35 years. I have no idea. Big shout out. Happy birthday to him. <laughs> right. I have no <laughs> idea how old mama is. She's been 35 for the last 35 years. Who knows? <laughs> but um, but it's been a blessing, man, to be raised with, with parents of, with, with a lot of wisdom. And, you know, they never forced any big views on me. But, of course, we did. You know, we went to church. And, you know, mom would always tell me, you know, when times get tough, you can always call on Jesus. Of course, we prayed. We say, said grace. But I wouldn't say that we were that over, like, spiritual, super over-spiritual family. We just had strong foundations built on the Word. I always tell people when your walk's doing the talking, you could be quiet. And so my parents, their walk was just so, you know, together as, as, a, as a couple that that just kind of bleed, you know, bled off on me. And, uh, you know, so I always had structure in my life. You know, at age 12, I got my first record deal. You know, I was doing music. Wow. We were all actually <laughs> church kids, to be quite honest. But, uh, you know, back then... Uh, you know, gangster rap was in, so we called ourselves the baby gangsters and began to talk about <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. But, uh, man, you know, and just, you know, if we fast forward a little bit, you know, I went to the University of Mississippi after, you know, running track, and I was actually trying to play football, but I'm five foot nothing, 100 and nothing, so no big schools <laughs> recruited me. Um, so I ended up running track, man, and I got really good at it, and I went to the University of Mississippi and did really, really well at track and field. And I uh, got into the music industry, and, uh, you know, my second deal was with Warner Brothers and Wild in Los Angeles. I was going to church not to really get God for real, like almost doing God a favor. Like, man, I'm going to church, though, even though I'm doing all this bad stuff. <laughs> but, wow. uh, man, and, and I got more than I bargained for, guys. Like, to be quite honest, I wasn't trying to be this guy who was going to be preaching and traveling the world, adding value to people. I just thought I was going to be a musician, and I started going to church and I just, you know, you can't sit up under the full, unadulterated word of God, man, and the, and the Lord don't do some changing in you. And uh, that's just what he did. And I just followed the high call. And, 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 you know, a lot of people be misogynistic about it, like, man, you know, the best thing that God ever did. Well, hmm. I call I call H-E-double hockey sticks every day trying to, to live out this vision that the Lord has given me, man. I, I lost my house. I lost, you know, my cars, and I lost my career, it seemed. But what God was doing was promoting me and getting me away from, you know, what I used to hide behind and getting that pride and ego off of me, man. So, you know, God has done an awesome work. He's restoring us. My wife and I are great, and, and we're living a really cool life at this point and watching the Lord do the unthinkable. So. Man, that is awesome. Now, Willie, I, I've been to your website, and it's crazy, man, in a good way. You know, there's <laughs> so much there that people can glean from. Tell us about Young Fly and Save Movement, how you transitioned from – the secular world, and we're able to build momentum um, towards helping the youth that you're helping. And the, well, you know, initially I didn't stop going to the club, doing my concerts, but just at the end I was transitioning and I would do this song called My Walk, and it will tear the club up, like the club would be still into it. And then my manager pulled me to the side one day and said, hey, man, you know, it's kind of like gospel music. I was like, really, mm -hmm. gospel music? Well, whatever. They like it in the club, whatever, so. You know, I just kept doing that. And then, you know, whenever I would give 
the uh, when I would give almost what they would call when you give the benediction. Even though we were in the club, we used to make fun like Willie on this Bobby Jones thing at the end. It's pretty <laughs> cool though to watch, you know. And um, man, the truth is, I would I would always hear you know outside of the stage was man, I don't want to be corny, man. You know that Christian stuff, corny, man. That's whack. But man, you making it look cool. And I was just like, Lord be to God. And I said, Lord, if if you allow me to do this, don't make it little and don't make it corny. Now, I did not know what you had to go through with the, for those type of requests, but you yeah. know, but the Lord was faithful, and and He gave it. He put it in my spirit that you know, if you're young, meaning 150 or younger, and you're fly, meaning that you're confident, because it's important that we're confident in who the Lord made us to be. And if we said yes to Jesus Christ and made the righteousness of God, we're young, fly, and saved. And so, man, I just. To be quite honest, I just did a tweet or two, like, this is the movement, this is what we're doing. The Lord gave me some cool strategy to go in schools and still make it cool. And, and I mean, I would love to tell you this really awesome story about how I did A, B, and C, but I honestly have nothing to do with it. He's spreading it. People are catching on. It's just like YouTube. Like, I, I mean, to be quite honest, I would love to say, man, I was just so smart, man. I did this thing, like, but I did not. I just... I just was faithful to what the Lord wanted to do, and he took it to the households. He took it to the people. He took it to the kids. Like, I don't yeah. know why I'm on, on so many planes and, and on the bus right now. Like, I'm just watching the Lord do what he <laughs> wants to do. They done lost my bags. I'm like, well, Lord, I guess I wasn't supposed to take that stuff with me. You know, it's just really, really weird to, to be in the will of God and watching him taking us places that we never thought we'd go. So. Man, that is powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. Willie, what has been one of the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome in life, and how did you overcome it? And, and I'm not asking you this, you know, and you can share however much uh, you want to share, but I ask this because I believe sometimes, you know, people look at people's stars, but they don't always see our scars behind the scene. Um, what are, and, and hearing that, and you being transparent about that, I think it helps somebody else out. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? I'd probably say my biggest struggle uh, in initially was coming from the lifestyle that I used to live, you know, being this R&B and hip-hop dude named Pretty Willie, and Pretty Willie could go out and make $21,000 a weekend, you know, wow. and, and you know, come home and, you know, be good, and then come into the kingdom of God and not being able to do that. Um, for me, you know, I'm all, I've always been a planner. I've always been strategic. I've always had that you know, that little entrepreneur thing, like, you know, I, I was throwing parties at the age of 12, so you know, my my thing was, okay, I'm going to do this R&B stuff. You know, of course, I have all these awesome friends. I'm going to own a few clubs. I'm going to do what I got to do, and, you know, I'm going to pay my tithes and do whatever I want to do. But, unfortunately, that just don't go good when he kind of make you a preacher. That just don't go together like that. Yeah. So that was the hardest thing for me is, like, you know, giving up everything for the high call and then seeing what God wants to do. And, you know, having to face, you know, go through foreclosure, having to look at my wife and look at my two boys, and I know how I was going to feed them, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, and this ain't just happening like, you know, I like to say, man, it was like 10 years ago. No, that was 24 months ago. And so I'm grateful for everything, you know what I mean? Like I'm so grateful for everything. We got a beautiful home now, and God is restored. But I don't look at it, I don't look at it just because I take – you know, I, I'm on the I'm on a television show and I'm doing this other stuff. Like I don't take it like, man, like everybody else. I'm grateful. You know, y'all yeah. call me and it's like, man, what day? Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I just don't want to miss God. So I'm I think I'm yeah. kind of running from I think I'm kind of running from poverty for one, and then I just don't want to disappoint like whatever God wants to do with everybody else's platform. Like I don't know what I could add to somebody else because I needed help and nobody would help me. They wouldn't give me the time of day. And so, like, I get t- numerous calls, man. I got an Internet show or I got a radio show. And I was just telling my wife, just, you know, hear the heart of the people and let's just see if we can do it. I mean, let's just try to make it happen for them. So, yeah. Wow. That is awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your music career and ministry life. What stands out for you the most when you're out ministering? What are you seeing God do in the lives of, of others and, in particular, young people? You know, I was just in Jonesboro, Arkansas last night. And, you know, I like when they bring me to the hood because I just, you know, I go to all type of churches and, and jails and different neighborhoods. But I like to be in the hood, hood. Like I was in the hood, hood last night. The church was in the right place, you know. And yeah. just to see young people get their aha moment, the moment that they understand that they didn't come from their parents. They came from God, but they came through their parents. And so, you know, 
just changing their trajectory. Like, you know, me being adopted at the age of three months, I always had an identity crisis, you know. Like, yeah. I do. in fact, the way I learned how to start singing, I just remember singing in sixth grade. They had a circle of some girls and some guys, and I must have sung some new additions, Sunny Days, everybody know them. And the girls were like, oh, my God, he can sing. I was like, the girls like it. Guess what? I'm a singer now. And so, <laughs> I'm a singer. So, right. I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. And so just teaching young people their identity in Christ and showing them what the Word says, you know, like if they can learn what the truth is, the facts can't bother them. Yeah, you know your weave is a little messed up, but but the Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, you know, I know that you do drugs and you smoke weed, but he said if you if you acknowledge me in all that ways, I'll make your crooked path straight. So if you know what the truth is, it always trumps what the facts are right now and teaching them what the facts are about them. It, it's almost like that big aha moment, like, wait a minute, I don't have to be this way. And just seeing so many young people across the country getting their aha moment and then seeing the fruit of it. Like we have a 15-year-old kid, Jalen Bledsoe. He's worth $1.5 million today, and all he did was take the principles of God, apply it to his life, stop playing in school, and switch his life around, and now the Lord is just adding to his number. Well, he's 16 now. So, you know, to see that type of stuff happening in the movement, that just always just, just allows us to just be excited about what God is doing. So. Man, that is powerful. Let me ask you, um, were you ever able to connect with your biological parents? Where did that story kind of lead? Man, I say I tell it all the time. January the 6th, 2009, January the 6th, 2009, um, it was it was in the evening time, it was about 4.30. My wife thought it would be a good idea to, you know, meet my wife, I mean, excuse me, meet my, my biological mother. It's like, yeah, cool, good idea. And it took about two or three months. And about 4 o'clock, um, I got a call from the adoption agency, the lady, just a really, really nice, down-to-earth person. And she called, with, and she didn't sound as happy as she usually sounds. And she says, Willie, we found your mom. And I was like, okay, praise God, that's cool. And then she said, but the bad part is that she doesn't want to meet you. And I was like, what? Like, Ooh. she doesn't want to meet me. Like, no, you know, she's went on with her life, and she don't really under, remember that chapter. She has some things, yada, yada, yada. And so that was a really weird space for me. You know, I was mad, I was sad, I was hurt all at the same time. But the reason why I understand uh, January the 6th, 2009, January the 6th, 2009, is because that was the same day that I was inviting some guys over to, 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 to be in the basement to start this thing that's now called the Young Fly and Save Movement. And so... The same day I'm going to start the ministry is the day that I get the most, the hardest blow that you can ever have in your life, you know. And and the truth is, man, I had two choices. I could have took how I really felt, like, because, you know, sometimes you just feel like I don't want to do this or I could do what I know what God was telling me to do. And I did what God called me to do, man. I told those guys, come on over. We're going to start this ministry. We prayed. We cried. We let the Lord get the victory. And, uh, you know, it took a while to get over but I knew that that was just something that was trying to block what the Lord was really, really, really trying to do. And so, you know, at this point, man, I'm just, you know, I'm excited about life. And, uh, you know, yeah. God wants that to happen later on in the future, man. We're still optimistic. And I'm just at a point now, man, that I know that I've forgiven everything because I pray for her. I pray that her mind's okay. I pray that her health is okay. I pray that she's prosperous. You know, it's hard to stay stay mad at somebody that you're praying for. Man, that's powerful, Willie. And it sounds like you you went from that place of pain and actually you had a moment in the same day where you had to convert it into something positive. And I want you to go there, minister to maybe somebody right now who may also have an identity crisis. And I don't ask you this question from a perspective as if you've already made it, because I know it's, I'm sure it's probably an ongoing issue, um, but you, you're, you're moving out into your purpose. What would you say to that person who also is out there who's hurting they don't understand why they are where they are, and they're trying to make sense of it. Uh, how would you encourage them to do like you did, to go from pain into purpose? You know, man, it's so, so awesome that you asked that because so many people, man, they sit there, man, and they realize, like, you know, me and my wife, we were just talking about it the other day. It's like, why do 14-year-old kids get raped? And, you know, why do, why do, why do certain people – you know, go through so much. Like, why does why does that happen? And so what I always tell people is like, look, man, God is trusting you with this thing. And it's like sometimes you think like, Lord, why would you? Well, don't trust me so much, you know. But if he gave it to anybody else, they wouldn't be where you are. And because he trusts you with it, that allows you to know that, man, he must really love me. 
And so wow. when I realized that I was adopted at three months old, and and just to see the whole how the Lord just orchestrated that thing. Like I have a passion for kids that most people you can't just make this up. Like I got a passion for young people. You can't fake this. And it comes. It was birthed out of that pain. And so what every whatever area you're in, and you say, man, Lord, why did I have to lose? This person, so so you know, so early in my life, you know, why was I beat? Why was I raped? Why, you know, we look at these different things as such a bad thing, but this is a story that's gonna that's gonna be the bridge. I always say your testimony is your bridge to the heart to another person. In the middle of the word heart, there's an e a r. There's an e a r in h e a r t. There's an ear in the middle of heart, and so that means your heart has an ear. And it listens, it listens to testimonies. So what I want you to do, if you're listening right now, I want you to go to the most embarrassing moment, the thing that you never want to talk about, and learn how to communicate it in less than three minutes and 30 seconds. Because it's now your testimony. And your testimony is not for you. It's for somebody else. And he wouldn't have given it to you if he wouldn't allow that thing to be a bridge of communication for you and a mass of people. You wonder why you're struggling, why, man, I wish my money was right because you ain't gave that testimony up. That's a trillion-dollar testimony right there. And God has a blessing that comes out of that thing, man. It's a book. It's a story. It's a movie. It's a play. Whatever it has to be, man, I think somebody's testimony is going to be big. I can just feel it in my shaman. <laughs> ah, no doubt, no doubt. And, and Willie, man, it's interesting you mentioned that. I had a friend of mine say something that that stood out to me. He said, he said, Mike, I've come to realize that all the stuff I went through, it really wasn't even ever for me. He's like, I realize how now I have to use it to empower others. And Willie, I gotta, I gotta shout you out, man. When you go to the website, when you go to YouTube, dude, you make me proud, man, that you're a part of the kingdom. I mean, you are putting swag into the kingdom, man, and doing it on a high level. And um, that's not a question. That's just a comment. I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> man, glory to God, man. It's so it's so amazing that um you know that I'm 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 seeing so many people like even meeting you just from YouTube clips and watching these videos go. Um, you know the truth is, Mike. I, I say I say this sometime in interviews that if you watch the first one, if you ever go on YouTube and you see the one about Whitney Houston, I want you to look at it close and just look how the camera. It's kind of tilted just a little bit to the right because the camera was on the boxes that I was packing up to be foreclosed on in my home. And wow. so it's just a little tilt to the right, and it's funny and it's fun and it's cool, but I was going through hell at that point in my life. But the Lord had taught me, he said, I'm going to bless you through this vein. And so no matter what goes on in your life, if, the, if God said radio show, if God said television, if God said books, I don't care what goes on in your life, as long as you're faithful and found doing what he told you to do, let me be a living witness to show that he will open up supernatural doors and overdo it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I just yeah. thank God for those awesome comments, man. It always is an awesome encouragement, man, to know that it's such a people and make an impact. So. It is. You don't just mess around and stumble up on over 2 million YouTube videos. You don't, you don't stumble into that. And Willie, i gotta, I got to ask you about your views on leadership. Obviously, when we look at the path that you've taken, we see leadership throughout. I mean, the willingness to step out and move out on that belief that you have in yourself and obviously in God, um, it's proof positive in your music and your ministry. What would you, let's talk about that, that leader, that, that, the tenacious business side of Willie Moore Jr. What would you say to that young person who's struggling with their self-confidence um, or with various insecurities um, in order to, uh, how would you help them to discover their person and emerge as that leader? Talk a little bit about your leadership style and tenacity. Well, you know, the, the, first thing, the first thing that I do is I, the first thing that I tell everybody is if you get your words going in the right direction, you'll get your life going in the right direction. Like, wow. you know, words are made, were made initially to create. Words weren't just to be like, girl, you know we finna go to the mall. Like, no, nah, that's not <laughs> what words was for. Like, cause you know we finna go to the to the football game. Like, no, that's what 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 words were made. God said, let there be light. Boom, it was light. He created words. Created a destiny. Words create. Uh, it's gonna create something. And so the first thing that I always do with any young person, I'm like, yo, don't talk about where you want, where you at. Talk about where you want to be. The Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Is the Bible telling us to lie? Like, no, he's saying, stop talking about your weakness and start talking about where you want to go. And so wow. 
once you get your words going in the right direction, you actually start believing this stuff, man. And I start putting yeah. declarations on my on my mirror, and I'm like, yo, I, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. God, you for me and not against me. I see another pink slip coming through. I just gave them people three grand so they wouldn't take my house, but but they coming again. Lord, Lord, I thank you uh, that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath that you're for me and not against me because most Christian people are going to tell you as a leader, man, you do that thing one time and then it's just cool. But now at 1 o'clock, your brain starts playing tricks on you. Like 1 a.m., it's like, ooh, what you going to do? How is it going to work out? And you got to have that truth in you as a leader because everybody's affected by your attitude towards what you're doing. I got a staff of eight people. And these people got kids, they got a life, they got, you know, they got a lot of things that they yeah. have going on. So I can't have a big off day, um, a pity party. If we down $100,000, I got to be talking about, Lord God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, I know you're going to do it because I got to take care of these people you done put, it, put me over at this point in life, you know. And so yeah. to any leader out there, man, I know that it gets tough. I know that it's hard, but it's important for you to understand that you don't have to carry this burden alone. And as long as God is with you, you have to have that mental picture that, hey, you know what, I don't have to carry all this stuff. All I'm going to do is declare, get my words going in the right direction, get my team excited, and have everybody moving in one direction. Even though that I'm a musician, right now everybody's focusing in one direction. What are we doing? Television. What, what, what's, the, what's the network we're going to? Everybody knows it, and everybody everybody's on one accord, and, and it's been awesome, man. Nobody's confused. The vision is clear. Uh, you know, when people leave, I'm good with it. You know, yeah. some people, you know, I'm good. You got to be good with that as a leader. When people walk out, uh, you got to be able to say, okay, cool. It wasn't me. They're just not equipped to go to this next dimension that the Lord has taken them to. Yeah, and I know you're helping people right now, even as you talk. People, I'm telling you, listeners, go to WillieMoreJr.org. Check out his website. See what he's got going on, the Young Fly and Save movement. I've ordered my T-shirt. I can't wait for it to get here, and uh, we're hyped with you, man. Yeah, and uh, I want to bring Mike Fordham on. He's a producer, and he's been listening in. And, Mike, I know you had either a question or comment. Wow, man. You know, <laughs> what, what I just wanted to say, first of all, is, you, Willie, you, you preached a seminar already. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm really revved up and amped up, and there's so many things I wanted to address. But, but your, your talent, first of all, is off the chain. Um, yes. You know, uh, they, they talk about triple threats, but they don't have a number for you yet because uh, you're, you're an actor, <laughs> you're a comedian, you're a singer, uh, you're an all-around entertainer, and um, you're a great motivational speaker as well. But um, one of the phenomenal things that I noticed when I watched some of the videos, um, you explained a, a new system, a new format for your, your TV show, for Flat Out TV, that really encompasses what the cutting edge is now for um, broadcasting and social media. Tell us a little bit about that concept and how you got the idea of how to, you know, create a radio show and a YouTube video and put those two things together. Well, you know, man, I was just, you know me, I'm a big thinker, man. If you don't know, now you do. Like, I'm a big thinker. I'm like, you know what, we're going to do this drama show, and we're going to do, uh, we're going to reenact all the stuff that's happening in Atlanta. Let's show the world this and that. And then my brother, Kel Mitchell from Nickelodeon, really good friend of mine, man, he, he flew down when we first got our house. And uh, we sat down, and he's just one of those guys. It's important to have wise counsel, people who are going to tell you the truth. He's like, Willie, look here. That ain't going to work. I'm like, why? Because you ain't got no money to do that. <laughs> so we laughed <laughs> and I had a good time. And he said, but, man, I got an idea. Man, how about we do what you do on YouTube and let's fuse it together with what you do on radio and let's get celebrity guests involved. Let's put some 5D cameras on it, man, and let's see what we can come up with. I said, man, that is such an awesome idea. And then, you know, the Lord just started downloading. He, he set the, I, I would say he would set the skeleton of it. And then the Lord kind of came up with, you know, adding drama to it, but bringing in a solution, not leaving people open-ended, because that's tough on people. People age when they live in drama so much and watch drama all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to give the drama, but I definitely want to give the solution because there's, like, I just believe with all people, if you're in the body of Christ, that we win in the end, and if we're not winning right now, it must not be the end. And so I always like to end with a win. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're doing with Flat Out TV. Yeah, and, and it's great, Good. too, 
the the participation you get from your viewers or listeners too, and the way you interject them into the show by getting them to send videos, and then you show those videos in the show as well. I mean that that's a win win. Yes, sir, man. It's it's been good, and people people be sending in some stuff too. Some of the stuff I can't even put on there because it's so rude. Some people like I like man, you can't be cussing on TV, boy. You know these kids, fifteen, sixteen, got the mouth, but. But, man, the Lord has been faithful to us, man, and we've been finding a way to, to do it. And it's only going to get better. Uh, you know, I tell people that all, all the time, man, you know, we, we had a vision with no budget. And, you know, we didn't let that wow. be our excuse. Most people say, well, man, you know, I want to do it. It's on paper. Man, get you a little camera, man, and just start going. Like, faith says I am today what I'm going to be tomorrow. They said, I am today what I'm going to be tomorrow. I said, I'm going to be a television producer. What, well, what channel is going to be on? I don't uh, I don't know, but God said it. You know, I put God on. That usually shut people up. But, you know, <laughs> you have to just go out there and just try something, man. I wish I could tell you the news that I got yesterday, man, but we gonna, I'm going to come back to, to, the, to, the, to the bag, man, and represent and let you know. Come on back, man. man and, and tell you, but I tell you, man, when I tell you God has done the unthinkable, he has done the unthinkable with this show, wow. man. And and all this stuff, man, my whole right side right now, man, because of editing, like I edit the whole show. I had, I had to ask the Lord how to show me how to edit, and I edit the whole show myself, man. And, and now God has just put me with an awesome production team, and we got a new network that we coming to, and it's going to be off the chain, man. It's going to be off the chain, so. <laughs> Yeah. Man, that is epic. That is epic. Now, now, Willie, uh, for the, for the for our listeners out there, um, who haven't got a taste of your musical side, I would say I hate to put you on the spot, but I really don't. Uh, can can you give us just a little taste of something, a little rap, a little song, something, man, just a little taste? Uh, sure. Look, I done had a lot of record deals. So on the real, the wheel know how success feels. A big crib, my jacks sit on some phone wheels. But it's a place in my life that only the Lord feels. Yeah. You see, this business ain't new to me. The game is technically foul. Call me the referee. I made a lot of hits and I made a lot of money. Wasn't faithful with the blessing. God took it all from me. Now, paper I get it, it could never get the best of me. Could tell I'm getting richer because my tie is bigger every week. <laughs> nice. I follow God's instruction, not, for what, not what he can do for me. Reason being, I love him. Forget the paper. I'll be tripping off my son's face when he smiles and say, Daddy, I made it. <laughs> wow, nice yeah. Big shout out, big shout out Now you, you mentioned your family And, and I, gotta, I gotta go there Your wife, I uh, was able to talk to her on the phone And what a, what a, what a nice person she is And I wanted you to, to talk a little bit out there um, To those driven people Obviously you're driven And um, you're ambitious and, and you're seeing great success in that um, talk, to, talk a little bit about that work-family balance how do you navigate, negotiate, handling career, family? She, uh, she is my everything. Like, I mean, like real talk. And I would just say that to get the odds and stuff that people usually get. Like, what you see with us is what what you get. We've been married now for eight years, and uh, you know, the first four or five years is really, really tough. And neither one of us are like fakers. We don't know how to fake. So even when we were in church. If I had a speaking engagement, I would, like, get up and say, look, don't be sending me no messages and emails and tweets and Facebook that my wife wasn't, didn't, she didn't look like she was into it. We just got into it before we got here. She ain't going to be into it. I'm, I'm in the doghouse, <laughs> you know. And everybody was real laughing. Real talk, right? It's true. Like, it's just real talk. And, you know, I always tell men all the time is that just follow the script. Like, when God gives us a script, it's really, really weird. And I hope you ain't got a whole lot of ladies listening. But the way I look at her, it's like, that's my baby. She might not understand, like, she, you know, the Bible says that the two will become one flesh. And all we do is say, do this, do that, do this, do that. And she like, that don't allow you to become men. We got to get out there and do what we want them to do for us so they can know how to do it and how it should be done. You know, it was for years I had to cook. I had to clean the kitchen, I had to cook, and I had to clean the kitchen some more. 
But now when she cooked and she cleaned the kitchen, guess what? It is to my liking, but I had to do it for 24 months, you know. And so I know she know how to talk to me now, but it took me to learn how to talk to her first. And, and if I we see. can get over that egotistical part of it all, man, like I need a woman to do this and I need her to do that, you may be sitting next to the most beautiful woman who could be, give you everything in your world, and, and, and she could be everything. She ain't got to be that nagger, but you got to show her not to be that. You got to show her how that thing is done. You got to stand on Proverbs 15 and 1 when it says a gentle answer turns away wrath. You have to give that to them. And then it's just like a light. It happens in an instant. I don't even know this one. This is my girlfriend. You understand me? She's my girlfriend, my wife, chick on the side, all in one person. I don't even know this woman no more. This woman is so amazing, but I know what it came from, continuous prayer and walking what I was talking. And that's what men, we got to do. I always tell men this all the time. When they come super spiritual to me, well, pastor, you know you need to be doing this. I'm like, bring your wife in here then. Let me see what she say about how you doing. Right, don't right, fix right. that first. And, uh, you know, if their wife don't look all excited, I'm like, okay, go fix that first. And then come on back and be super spiritual with me here. No, and I think people can relate to that transparency. And uh, that's what we appreciate about the message. Uh, now, what about that, that parent who's out there, Willie, who sees great potential, maybe as your parents saw, but maybe they're going through some difficulties, struggling with their child. What words would you, of encouragement would you give to that parent? Yes, it's two, it's two people in your child, and I hope you don't be offended by this. It's two people in your child. It's a king or a queen, and it's a fool in there. It's a king, it's a queen, but it's a fool in there too. I would tell parents, you can speak to the king or the queen every day, or you can speak to the fool in your child. It's a fool in you too, and it's a king and a queen. And so what I tell parents yeah. to do is begin to speak to the king in you. You got to understand, I was on the news for fighting. Uh, almost impeding a riot in Memphis doing a Mike Tyson fight with a, with a, a rapper named Trick Daddy, like just a real fight. And it was all over the news, and my mama had to go to work. And she is a Christian, but she cussed a little bit at the same time. Y'all pray for her. <laughs> and, um, and so she, she, she would have to go to work, and those people would be like, man, you seen what your baby did last night. And I just, my mom would always say, that's cool, but that's not the promise that God showed me for my baby. And so wow. as a parent, you have to, early in their life, you've got to have a promise. You've got to say, God, show me what they're, what they're going to be. Give me something to hold on to. Because they're going to do things that's going to look contrary to the promise. But as long as you hold on to the promise, you, you can be cool because we walk by faith and not by sight. So just begin to speak to the promise. Every time I would see my mom, she would be like, baby, you know, God, I got something bigger for you. Oh, man, you're doing that right now, but the Lord the Lord going to take you places you ain't never seen. Boy, get your little big head self out of here. Boy, you know God going to, and she would always speak to that king, speak to that king, speak to that king. And guess what? She spoke so much now that she never has to work another day in her life. Wow. Wow, that is powerful. And I know Michael Fordham's listening. And, uh, Mike, I know you're fired up as well. What are some of your thoughts or, or comments on what you've been hearing so far? Well, let me just say this. Um <laughs> You floored me when you just jumped right into the rap. Um, it's funny to me because every time you ask somebody to do something, they need a minute. It takes, dude, you were on right. it right away. I don't know if you had that plan prepared or whatever. But um, and, I, and I hear what pours out of you, man. You can tell that God had his, he has his hand on you because it just comes out. Any direction Mike takes you, you've got something for us, man. So I'm just excited. I, I just think you are, uh, you know, a, a real talent, um, someone who has so much to give. And uh, I'm excited to start following you and just see what, you know, more you have for us out there. So, you know, I know success is coming. I mean, you know, it, it's a done deal as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I, I've just never met someone with so many talents and we're able to, you know, present them all at the same level. So I, that's all I've got for you. It's just kudos, man. Man, glory be to God, man. Thank you all so much, man. Real talk. No doubt. No doubt. And, Mike, we got a breaking news announcement, man. We, we, i got to make an executive decision here. From here on <laughs> out, we're going to have to call the show The Brown Bag with Michael T. Brown. And Willie Moore Jr. Willie, you you you're just a part of us now, Doc. <laughs> you, shut, you shut the brown bag down today, man. <laughs> man, I, I just thank God, man, that he allotted us the opportunity to connect, man. And, and you know, bro, like a real, real talk, man, I, you know, I try my best to work in excellence as much as possible. You know, today is just a travel day. 
my, you know, getting my attitude back right with bags and people and making sure everybody is quiet looking at me right now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, but God has been, God has been faithful, man. And I, I always thank God for the opportunities to connect with people with kindred spirits. And I feel that over the phone. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you. Now, what about speaking engagements? How can people contact you, um, bring you in to speak or do music? How can they contact you? Uh, real easy. Just log on to WillieMoreJr.org, Man, if you go on there, uh, just click the booking tab. If you fill out one of those sheets, we'll get right back with you within 48 hours, man, and we'll, we, we would love to connect with you all. And, man, and if you, if you just never get a chance to, to get me there or you never get a chance to get, you know, get our ministry to there, just pray for us. We're praying that the Lord will take us places, uh, you know, the places where Christians don't want to go. And just pray that, you know, sometimes Christian people put their mouth on you too fast before they see the fruit. So just pray that the Lord will just give us wisdom and strategy on how to win this generation and how to still keep the kingdom of God, that, that integrity that's needed to, to portray the kingdom of God. Because it's a real fine line, and we're walking it, but we're trying our best to just continue to walk in integrity. So continue to keep us in prayer, man, real tough. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you. One last question before we let you go, and we know you're traveling, um, but would you speak to um, our youth directly? Imagine that child sitting right in front of you. Um, we know that there's such a need for, 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 for presence in the, in the lives of our young people, in male presence. What would you say to that young Willie Moore, Jr.? Everything that you've been through is yours. Own it. It doesn't matter what you've been through right now. Just, just own it. Just own up to it. If you made a mistake, own it. If, you, if you're doing good at school, own it. If you got Fs right now, own it, because you can never get to where you're going unless you be honest about where you are. And so what I want you to do right now, bruh, bruh, and what I want you to do, little sis, is say, you know what? I did sleep with old boy, but I don't have to do that again because I understood that God covered me and he still loves me. I want you to know this real talk, that God loves you enough right now to no matter what you're doing right now, he loves you enough right now to accept you the way you are. But then he loves you enough not to keep you where you are. The kingdom of God is a body of process. I know we kind of look like a body of perfection when we put our little suits on and everything and look all cool and kind of make you feel like, oh, man, I can't be with that, that particular crowd. So you, in, you, you decide to deal with somebody who's so beneath who you are. But I want to speak to the promise in you today, little mom. I want to speak to the pro- promise in you, brother. God has a lighted place for you, and he has a platform that he wants to give to you. He got a destination that he wants to give to you. I tell you, there's nothing that you've done, there's nothing that you could ever do that could take the love that God has for you away. So all I need you to do is keep it 100 with yourself and accept the love of Jesus Christ today. And then after you accept the love of Jesus Christ, ask him your purpose, and then he's going to give you the grace to go win on it. I'm a dude from the neighborhood who's just like you. But the grace of God is supernaturally taking me places that I never thought that I would see. Well, I'm from the hood. I'd have been to Canada and on my way to Africa. You better laugh at me and slap me in the back of the head. Come on, man. You, you <laughs> two have these same opportunities, and I know that God is with you, and you're going to win on your purpose unapologetically. No doubt, no doubt. You're definitely a natural encourager. And Willie Moore Jr., God has got both hands on you. And just know over at the Brown Bag, we're praying for you and lifting you up. And, uh, dude, we so appreciate you being on our broadcast today. Man, thank you all for the awesome opportunity, man. I speak favor over you, brothers. Win on your purpose, bro. Hey, we appreciate you, man. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Wow, Mike, I tell you. <laughs> Willie Moore Jr. brought it today. Yeah, man, that, that's really something. And, and it's just phenomenal. He, he's just touching um, the lives of people in so many different ways. Um, you know, TV, radio, the Internet, YouTube. It's just unbelievable. And um, and his gift shines through every which way he turns. That's just phenomenal. It's unheard of. Yeah, yeah. And, Mike, it's, it's rare that we have just a few minutes left here where I get a chance to where I get a chance to interview you, man, and I consider it – I consider it an honor. I definitely got a few questions for you, so do you mind indulging? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. You know, just hijack me and just pull me in. <laughs> yeah, man. We want the brown bag listeners to to learn a little bit about the man behind the scenes. They hear your voice periodically, and they've maybe jumped over to your broadcast as well. But, Mike, why don't you tell our listening audience just a little bit about you and 
how you've been able to maintain this passion that you have in media. Wow. Well, I, I think it's really just based on its impact. I see for the folks that I've had on the show, that I've connected with um, Internet radio or helped in other media um, ventures, its impact and how they've been able to spread that message. And the passion just comes from, you know, we need to fill the airways with things that are positive, that are substantial, that um, really make a difference in the lives of people because there's so much junk out there. There's really nothing you can do but um, put things that are of um, better quality out there, that are wholesome products. So that's been my focus, I, I, you know, and um, that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you, Mike, is because um, you, you were just so powerful on the shows that you've done. And um, even, you know, with the show we just did on your book on achievement, you know, it's people like you that need a voice. So, you know, that's all I can say. It's it's just par for the course. Well, man, you've definitely taken the ball and run with it and, and lives are being blessed because of it. Tell our listeners just a little bit about how you got started in broadcasting. Uh, well, actually, I, I was fortunate to get into a, a program that actually was um, an apprenticeship program where I was uh, a talk show host apprentice. Can you believe that? So I was learning production as a talk show host apprentice at XM Radio under the tutelage of Blanche Williams, who is um, an amazing person, um, motivational speaker as well as um, life coach. And uh, it, it was just phenomenal to watch her work and to really understand what radio was all about. And um, when XM merged with Sirius, um, the channel that we were on was no longer a part of the package. So she had suggested to me that I go ahead and just um, try this new blog talk radio thing. And as soon as I got plugged in, I just loved it. I just thought it was phenomenal. The whole process was uh, at your fingertips. And um, yeah. as I began to, you know, produce more and more shows, I, I realized that every idea and concept that I had, I had the freedom to go ahead and put it out there and to see how it works. Man, that is awesome. Mike, now you've had the opportunity to sit with a lot of people that are in the nonprofit world. Now, based upon all those interviews you've done, what would you say is one of the common threads that stands out to you for what helps um, these organizations become successful? Well, you know, they, they all have to get their message out there. They have to um, find an audience of people who understand the value of the work that they do because yeah. that's not generally what they do. They run around helping people or, or doing the work that others won't do just because um, they would hope to get attention for it. It's quite the opposite. So in order for them to have these platforms, um, they really have to make them themselves. They really have to find yeah. either a source or they have to make these opportunities for themselves because the sound bites that they generally get on radio and television are very short, two, three minutes, and it can't tell the story and it can't tell the right. impact and it can't really, you know, address the need. So Man, that's, that's good. That's good. Now, Mike, you, you took an idea, a concept, and walked it out to see it become coming to fruition, to see that vision come to pass. Looking back on that, that period of time, and I know you're still, you know, moving towards your goal, um, what would you say to that person who's out there who, just like you, they, they can see the vision, they have the passion, what helped you get from A to Z? Well, what was your you thought know, process? What were some of the things you had to work through? Well, pretty much I'm doing what God asked me to do, but here's the yeah. thing. Um, when, you, when you see your obstacles and your challenges, you, you can't look at the barriers. You have to look at the work. So mm. all you have to do is get in there and start doing the work and not worry about stop the Stop right things. there. We've got to tweet that, Mike. Hold on, Mike. I've got to stop <laughs> right there. Don't look at the barriers. Look at the work. Man, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even if you see yourself walking towards a brick wall, you, you need to walk right up to it. You just don't know. It could tip over. You, you mm. don't know what you're up against until you put yourself up against it. And, you know, in every problem, once you understand it fully, 
you'll find the answers. The solution is in mm. the problem, you know, and sometimes people will just come along to help you or God just gives you a blessing out of nowhere and removes that barrier. So you just really have to focus on what it is you want to do and proceed and move forward. That's awesome. Now, Mike, we only have a few minutes left, but I definitely want to um, have you talk a little bit about social digital media um, and really, you know, have you give you the opportunity to to elaborate on that. Uh, here's another opportunity. You see the vision. Um, you see the work that's ahead of you. Um, what are your thoughts about social digital media and its future? Well, um, I not only see social digital media as a, a resource and an outlet and a platform to allow people who are independents to produce this content, but, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, people will start producing productions that are at such a level that they will go to mainstream TV, to cable, that films will be produced there that will um, win awards at festivals. Because of the people who are willing to, to put their resources together as artists and contribute and, and learn and, and take whatever they do to the next level. Um, and, and those things happen all the time. You just have to get people in an environment that is unencumbered by a structure that makes them compete against one another, that focuses on them actually working together to produce art together as a unit, you yeah. know? And those those relationships will go on forever. Right. And, Mike, you, we see that common thread through a lot of the guests that we've had on this broadcast and a lot of the people that you had the opportunity to interview as well. Um, now, when you think about moving forward with social digital media and helping people find, create some of the content um, that they really want to create. What is, this, what is the spiritual message in that for you? Because for me, uh, you were talking about Willie Moore Jr. and the level of excellence that he's operating on, and he's doing it in the kingdom. What are your thoughts about, uh, about that, helping people create content, but doing it in a way that is second to none? You know, it's funny how when the industry wants everyone to do the same thing, where someone else is successful, they want to carve and copy you into that same thing and just give it a new face. But there are so many people out there that have a gift from God, and this talent is always unique, and it shows itself up as different. So, you know, we have to give people a platform, uh, an avenue, uh, a place where they can create and share uh, their art in the purest form. They have to be able to take what's in them and get it out. And um, when you have uh, a, a network or another entity that um, has guidelines and rules and, and politics, it changes that. It diminishes it, and it waters it down, and you can't really shine in those environments. So I want to give these people something that they can still use to um, get their message out there. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome. Now, Mike, how can people uh, contact you? Um, in regards to social digital media and its vision? Well, they can um, email me at um, digitalmediamaven at gmail.com or a measure of truth. That information is also at the website at socialdigitalmedia.org. You can also give to our um, GoFundMe campaign as well to sort of make this thing a reality. Um, you can find out more information. We do need an, a web developer. If you're a web developer out there and you work with nonprofits and you, um, you know, are savvy at, you know, putting those types of messages out there, we would love to hear from you as well. Man, that is awesome. Mike, I tell you, we have had quite a broadcast today, and I'm just excited about uh, all the great things that are going on with, uh, with the broadcast and with what's going on with social digital media. And, um, hey, we're going to keep on keeping on, brother. Well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, we're definitely going to make it happen. Absolutely. Well, friends, it's been another great broadcast, and we were so excited to have on Willie Moore Jr. and Reggie Williams. Remember to love God, love people, and live on purpose. God bless you. It's the brown bag.
It requires great passion and purpose.